Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new series called Kayla Runs a Half Marathon, where I'll be coaching and interviewing aspiring distance runner Kayla Roten through her journey to her first half marathon. Follow week by week as Kayla trains for her big day and let's find out together what it takes to cross the finish line. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Kayla, how's it going this week? Hey, Harrison, um, pretty good. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good on my end as well. I'm excited good. to hear how things went uh, with your plan this week. It was kind of a down week for you. Uh, nothing major in the plan, just more of a recovery week. Right, yes. Um, it went all right. It went pretty good. Monday, um, I was in Connecticut still. So I did my run out there and that one, that run was great. That was three miles. Um, felt pretty good. I did what you asked me to do about cadence uh-huh. and um, turned on one of the Spotify playlists. I can't even remember what this one was called, but it was yeah. um, like 170 BPM. Okay. And I didn't do it the whole time, <laughs> Yeah. but I did little spurts of it throughout and it definitely feels different. <laughs> Tell me, tell me um, how so, like how long could you sustain it for and how did it feel different? Um, I want to say I did a couple like five minute um, cool. sections and I mean, I definitely, it didn't, I mean, it didn't feel like I was sprinting, but it, I could definitely tell that just trying to like move my feet faster. I like was going faster right? and I could tell I was like working harder than my usual pace. Um so I got, I got tired much faster. Um, okay. and like, I was just like, I could tell my heart rate was up and I was breathing harder. Um, but then, so that day, and then my other run, whenever I did these, when I went back to my regular pace, I felt like I was moving so slowly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, so I did do that and I think that that's going to be a good practice just because, um, yeah, I, I just feel like that will continue to help me. Yeah. I'm not sure. The the goal is that w- as we get your cadence up, it will naturally feel more comfortable like your body's going to want to go at a we don't say faster pace because increasing cadence doesn't necessarily mean increasing speed. It just means increasing number of steps that you're taking per mm-hmm. minute. Okay. But naturally for a lot of people, especially where you're at, it's going to make you faster. Like I know uh and I can speak for myself too. If I if I go on a run and I don't focus on cadence at all and I'm settling into like 170, I and, and then I turn on a playlist that's at 180, I I naturally just will go faster because I'm taking more steps. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where the more we practice it, the more it will become second nature. And the good thing about it is it's because you're not necessarily using more strength by pushing off harder you're not necessarily exerting yourself more i mean granted you are getting more tired because you're having to pick up your feet more but from an injury standpoint this shouldn't result in you getting injured it's more just 
Um, in fact, it's more efficient because you're, you're putting less load per step. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great thing for you to be practicing. And I want to make sure that you're doing that on all of your shorter runs, uh, moving forward. Okay. Um, a question about it then while you're talking, made me think, um, so when you are increasing the number of steps, you're not, um, supposed to be taking smaller steps, correct? Like I, I was just taking the same, yeah, like not smaller steps, just more well, of that of your regular. I would ones. argue they probably are smaller because, okay. yeah, because you're you're trying to fit more in. Um, the The goal is to keep you from overstriding because if you go out and deliberately run at like one fifty, and then you run at one seventy, you're going to notice a difference in the length of your stride. So yes, the steps will actually get a little bit shorter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, I should, um, maybe this week I can find someone cause my husband's not with me anymore. He stayed in Connecticut. So I flew back to Arkansas this week, um, to yeah. get my kids and stuff. Um, but maybe I can get someone to record me to send yeah. to you so you can look at, I was supposed to do that a couple weeks ago and totally no, forgot. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. You could even set up your phone like on your front porch or on a rock or something and record and run by it. And we can get a pretty good understanding of what your form looks like and what your cadence, how it changes. And you could compare yourself and say, okay, am I overstriding when I'm running at a, at a lower cadence? And then are my steps getting smaller as I'm increasing that cadence? So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, totally okay for you to take smaller steps. And like I was saying, as you increase that cadence, it's decreasing the load per step. And so it's decreasing your risk of injury. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, does. So it's an adjustment because I can still remember when I was very, very first starting out. Um, I, I can remember the feeling of trying to get to that target cadence and just feeling, whoa, like this is hard to keep up with. Like it felt like I was sprinting almost, but I wasn't, you know, I was just increasing yeah. my steps. Yeah, I definitely did feel that way kind of while I was running. Like it felt it. Yeah, it just felt different. Like it felt like I was trying to go like trying to sprint. Like I wasn't sprinting, but that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. But that, that run as a whole went really well. Um, like felt good, felt comfortable, felt easy. Like that one felt pretty easy, um, which good. was good. And then, yeah, the Tuesday was like strength was good. Um, cross training was good. Um, and then, so yeah, I just cycled 30 minutes for cross training. And then um, Thursday, I wasn't feeling well. And so we did talk about this. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was like something I ate. I'm not sure. I just felt kind of, I just felt nauseous on Thursday. Yeah. Um, and I even did try to run. Um, but I, like, as soon as I started, I just... Yeah, I just knew like this isn't actually going to happen because yeah. I was just so nauseous. So I, I, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to talk to Harrison about it and then um, ask your advice. And you told me to run two miles on Friday on the treadmill and then do 20 minutes of cross training. Yeah. Um, which was good. I did wake up better, like feeling better on Friday. Um, so I did, I went down to the gym and did the two miles. Um, 
And while I was exercising, I didn't feel super great still. I, I also kind of wonder um, when I was flying home from Connecticut. So we drove up, dropped Garrett off in Connecticut for residency. He started and I flew back here to Arkansas and um, it was a late flight. And so I didn't go to bed until like, very, like after midnight, very late. Yeah. Um, and so I, all the whole week, I felt like I was playing catch up from that. Like you have sure. one night where it's way later than you're used to. And I just was having a hard time catching up. Maybe that played into it too. So the, um, the two mile didn't feel super great. I mean, it's still short, so it was like not too bad, you know, because um, overall two miles feels pretty easy for me now. Yeah. Um, but not as good as my three mile on Monday in terms of just like my body feeling yeah. great on the run. But I did do the cadence thing again um, and notice kind of the same thing. Like um, it like felt like I was working more. um like doing the cadence thing, but because I was on a treadmill, it was interesting because I, I would have, I was having to like, I had to move up the speed in order because I, I just like couldn't figure out the cadence, like on the speed yeah. I was on. Yeah. And so then when I would go back to my regular speed, like after the cadence, it felt like, I, like it just was too slow. So I ended up like just naturally, even at my, what I would say my regular cadence, I was just at a faster like treadmill speed yeah which was that was just an interesting observation um but yeah that like it was pretty good and then um for my cross training i decided to try rowing oh yeah then it was 20 minutes and holy moly you told me at the beginning um that you know rowing is a good cross training like full body and five minutes in i was like this i'm tired (laughs) oh yeah yeah rowing is hard like I wouldn't suggest, unless you're like an elite athlete, I would not suggest 20 minutes straight on the rower because it's, it's really hard, really demanding. Like I do two or three or maybe five minute increments, but I don't do much more than that. Yeah. I did five minutes and I was like, yeah, I think I'm done with this. So then I hopped on the bike for the rest of the 15. (laughs) There you go. They were right next to each other. But, um, but that was fun. Like it was fun to, you know, try rowing, doing something new and um, finishing off on cycling, which is something I like. So, um, Yeah. So that was good. That was Friday. Um, and then Saturday it was my four mile run. I got up early cause it's, it has been so hot here. I'm sure it's hot in Arizona too. Um, so I got up early, um, not as early as I meant to, but I woke up about six 30 and I was running, um, at a place that's pretty close to my parents' house. Um, the Peerage National Military Park again, I ran at the other day. Um, so I was able to get on the trail before seven, like probably six 45 and it was yeah. already so humid. Um, yeah. like 85% humid. I like looked at it cause I'm like, this is crazy. It's like 85% humidity at that time even. Um, and that place is pretty hilly. I'd never run. I hadn't run so far out at that place cause I, or, and I went a different direction than you, than I did before. So it was pretty hilly. Um, and it was a challenging four miles. I, I, I struggled kind of a bit. Sure. sure. Um, yeah. So I, I did it, but I didn't feel super great about, about it. Like I did take some walking breaks and, um, had to drink a lot of water and yeah, it just not my best. And it's one of those things, like I've had these in the past where I just had to keep telling myself on the run, like 
you know what? Like, it's okay. You're like, it's still great that you're doing four miles. Like, yeah, this is still, you've still made progress and this isn't going to be like the end of it all. Like you're going to have better runs after this. Like I just have to keep reminding myself that. Yeah, um, definitely. But it did, it did get to the point, like the last probably half mile. And this is so weird, but, um, I was literally counting my steps, like just to, just to make myself not walk because I was like yeah. so tired. I would count each step. And by, when I got to hundred, I got a tiny sip of water. So I was just carrying my water bottle. And I did that probably like, yeah, for a half mile. Like it was yeah. a long time. I was just counting to 100 over and over again, yeah. um, which helped me do it. And I was, I was like proud that I didn't walk because I at yeah. that point I was like I just want to walk the rest of the way like I'm just tired but I was proud that I didn't but and this uh, is why we train because you're teaching your body these little tricks you know in your mind um it, how to get through these difficult runs because the end of your race your half marathon is going to be just like this so think about this race this this run that you did and how miserable those last that last half mile was the last probably three miles of your half marathon are going to feel that way so you're going to have to pull from this training and, 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 and use some of that to successfully finish your race. And I know that's hard to hear, but, um, it, it's, you know, it's training is hard because your body has, uh, has gone through the whole week, all kinds of difficult training sessions. I mean, I'm talking strength training and you had a couple of runs and you, the day before you did two miles, which by the way, you're not used to running two days in a row. And the only reason we did that is because you couldn't run on Thursday. So we shortened the run, but we had you do it on, on Thursday, on Friday. So that also I'm sure contributed. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hearing you say that the last like several miles might be like that, that is a little discouraging, but at that point, no, at that point I'll be like, yeah, I'll have all of these tips and tricks and. Yeah. And you're going to be like, I just ran 10. So three more, no big deal. And my family's waiting at the end and, you know, yeah. and, and again, there's no shame in taking a walking break. You know, I just, just on Saturday, yesterday, I had a long, what's called a brick workout. When you do triathlons, you do, you go from the bike to the run and, um, first 20 minutes I felt okay. The last 25 minutes I felt horrible. And I had to like around my block is about a quarter to a half mile loop and, I basically had to go like every loop, I'm going to treat myself with a drink of water and I'm going to walk and I'm going to drink water and then I'm going to keep going. So you kind of just have to get to that point where you force yourself to finish and quitting is not an option and just saying, all right, I'm done today. That's not an option. But, you know, figuring out a way to get through it is, is, is what it takes. And again, we're, I'm not talking about if you're injured, you know, if, if you've got like a injury, I'm not saying to run through that, but if it's just, you're tired. I mean, yeah, that's what your body is trying to break down and then recover. And you're teaching it to to go the distance. And the heat adds in a whole different factor. And I, I had sent you this over text, but I recommend in the summertime getting out there way earlier than seven o'clock. I mean, I try to get out there starting at like, figure out when the sun rises and go out right at that time. Like maybe just so you're not running in the dark, you know, but maybe go like if the sun rises at five fifteen, maybe be out there ready to go by five or five fifteen, and you'll feel better because the sun's not going to be beating down on you. Yeah. And this week is supposed to be 
even hotter than last week. <laughs> it's pretty hot here. So yeah. I'm definitely for my runs this week, I'm definitely going to be getting out there early. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, well this week, let's talk about your plan. Um, and then we'll see if you have any questions for me, but you had sent me a note that, uh, you're going to be driving, you're going to be going back, I guess you're moving right to Connecticut. Yes, this is moving week. Um, so Friday morning, um, probably like late morning, like nine ish. Um, we'll be packing up here in Arkansas and heading up. We have to drive up to Iowa because all of our stuff is in storage still. Mm. So we'll drive up there, load the truck. We're actually hiring some movers to load the truck for us. Okay. And then um, we're hitting the road like from there that night. So we're driving a little bit down um, the road towards Connecticut, stopping for the night. And then Saturday is a full day of driving. Um, like we'll just be driving as far as we can. Yeah. And then stopping again for the night in Pennsylvania somewhere. And then Sunday we'll finally be arriving to our new new house in Connecticut. Awesome. So um okay. yeah the end of the week is going to be um tricky yeah okay so here's what i think we should do so monday do a three mile run tuesday do a two mile run and then wednesday either rest or do cross training for 30 minutes depending on how you're feeling if you're feeling great and energetic go ahead and do some cross training if you're feeling like you could use some rest some extra sleep and and just time off of your feet then then just rest and then thursday let's do your long run so do seven miles on Thursday and then the rest of the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, since you're going to be traveling, if you can get in like little bits of cross training or strength training in the hotel gym, great. You don't need to do any running, uh, but let's give that a go. That'll put you at the target mileage where I want you to be at. Plus you hit your, um, your long run of seven miles. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds work? good. Yeah. Cool. And you know, when we talk about, changing things up it's it's not your usual schedule but it's okay because again the, the focus the emphasis needs to be on the mileage and even though you're probably going to miss a day or two of cross training or strength training what you really have to look at and i know we've talked about this in a previous episode but you've got to look at the, the big picture you know we're talking about 18 weeks here of training you know total that's 126 days if you miss two days of that and i'm not really great at math on the spot but that's like less than 2% of your whole training, you know, cycle. And if you think about it that way, like you got in, if you nail everything else and you just miss a couple of days of training, you, you nailed 98% of your plan. You know what I mean? So when you look at it that way, it's don't be hard on yourselves. I think the problem is so many runners and I think people in general, when they have a goal, whether it's running a half marathon, whether it's weight loss, whether it's going up for a promotion or whatever, like they have a bad, few days or they have to go on, uh, you know, maybe they have to travel or they have, uh, a, a wedding or there's a holiday or some, some type of event comes up that keeps them from following their plan. And then they just go down this path of, well, I already missed two days. I'm just going to give up or I'm going to miss three days or I'm going to miss five days. Cause I already missed two. So, you know what I mean? Let's try not to have that mentality. Let's just say, all right, I'm giving myself grace these three days. I'm not going to put a lot of stress on, on training. And then after that, I'm right back on track and you just kind of plan for it, you know, and we don't let that affect us. Yeah, that's a good, that is true. Like thinking about it, I feel like, um, at least myself in the past, whenever that's happened to me, I'm, 
I give up thinking, okay, well, I'll just have to start over anyway. Like whatever the goal is. Um, Cause I used to, I don't do it so much anymore, but I used to set goals. Like every day I'm going to do this thing. And then when you miss a day, you're like, well, I'm going to have to start over. Like I ruined that goal, but that's, yeah, that's not um, the right mindset of it. So. Right. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, you're in great shape. I mean, your mileage is increasing um, and you've nailed everything up to this point. So um, yeah, try to stick to that plan. But aside from that, I mean, do you have any questions for this upcoming week? Um, oh, I guess I do have one question. So I, I, we talked about this way at the beginning when we were talking about um, shoes and things. Mm-hmm. I think I do. I'm going to get a new pair of shoes this week. Um, cool. My Hoka's, I, I still love them. So I'm like debating if I want to just get the same pair. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I think I shared this before, but when I bought the Hoka's, I didn't buy them thinking I was going to start running all of a sudden because I didn't run at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they aren't um, like running shoes are supposed to be a half size bigger or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they actually aren't a half size bigger and they've been fine. Like they aren't super mm-hmm. tight or anything, but yeah. um, on my long runs, I've noticed at the end, like they, my toes kind of hurt. So I think I need yeah. a half size bigger and I would keep my hokas for like my shorter runs and then yeah. wear my other ones. Um, you said you like Saucony. Is that right? I do, but I, I never want to recommend a brand to someone without them getting fitted for a pair. But oh, yes, that's yeah. what I run in. Okay. I just want to double check. I There's a store here. Um, I think it's called Rush Running where cool. you can go and get fitted and um, they have a treadmill if I, I wanted them to watch me or something. So yeah. I just wanted to see, um, just double check that that's what you liked. And I'm, I'm probably going to do that this week. Try to yeah. go get fitted and get a new pair. Yeah, I I highly recommend you do that. And some people are like, well, I'm just going to pick my shoe at the beginning of my cycle and just stick with it. But I actually think it's great halfway through to go go get fitted for another pair. Because think about the the changes you've made in your running form since you started, um, just naturally because you've gotten more efficient and you know your cadence has probably increased a little bit. And so it's probably a good idea to have someone watch you run now. And I would go into the process unbiased so don't think about Saucony don't think about Hoka don't think about Brooks don't think about anybody or any brand just go in and have them recommend what they think would be a good fit for you and try on like five or six different brands and just see what is the absolute best fit for you and I think that's great I I, and I do recommend the half size bigger although talk to them they can help give you more guidance since they're shoe experts but what happens on these longer runs is your feet start swelling and that's why you're feeling it at the end so yeah. you're, and I'm sure your husband being a, a future podiatrist can, can probably add some color to that, but, um, but yeah, yeah, you probably need a bigger pair. Yeah. I think that'll be good. I did go to a store, um, just to try some on and I definitely could tell like, cause before I don't think I would have thought about, I would have just thought like, okay, do these feel okay? Like for any shoes, but at the store, even I was like, okay, like I can already tell I'm not going to like how this, like when I was kind of moving around. So it is interesting just in that small change, like just from running and now, you know, putting quite a bit of time in these running shoes that I have, that I, there, it's kind of a big deal. Like they, you put a lot of work into them. And so um, mm-hmm. it's important to like, like them. So that's why yes. I wanted to go to a place. Cause I was like, I don't really like these. I want to see what yeah someone else 
who knows more than me. <laughs> yeah. I say. Of all the equipment and fuel and just anything tangible that you can think of with the sport of running, the most important thing is the shoes, in my opinion. And you got to get it right. You just can't afford to mess it up because that's where a lot of injuries will start. And, um, you know, I hear about people all the time losing toenails, getting blisters, all of these things. And, you know, it's a lot of that starts from just not having the right pair of shoes and people go based on what they think looks good or what someone randomly recommended them, but you really have to run in what's, you know, going to work for you. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I started in a pair of Brooks because I was fitted for them and they seemed to be perfect at the time. And I ran in those for a really long time until I started having foot pain. And I was told that these Brooks have kind of a higher, um, uh, drop to them, meaning the, the heel kind of goes up, you know, they've got this this mm-hmm. sort of like if you, this is a dumb comparison, but like if you think about women who walk in heels, right? The heel is elevated um, to a much smaller extent. Some brands of shoes have a, a higher a heel drop, and so um, the Sauconies are a little bit more neutral. They're kind of not too high, not too low. They're just right. But there's some brands that have like a no drop where they're completely flat, and I can't remember off the top of my head the name of those brands that that are designed that way, but. Um, anyways, I tell you that big story to say that because the Brooks had such a high drop, they put a lot of pressure on that part of my foot. And so when I changed the Sauconies, that pain didn't go away entirely because it's something that that my PT, but it's, uh, it's been a lot better since then. So just something to think about. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to find something that I feel. Hopefully, whatever I choose will be great for me. Yeah, I love this. It's like the um, it's like the Harry Potter picking your wand, and <laughs> it's really important. Um, it's funny. I was joking with my friend earlier. He was saying that he tried the Nimbus, the um, I think it's Asics that makes them, and he's like, I really like them, and I'm like, I can't take that pair seriously because of the name. The They're Nimbus, called Nimbus. Nimbus oh. uh, five thousand or whatever it is from uh, from Harry Potter. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to hear what you pick, and I'm sure everyone listening is going to be excited to hear which uh, which house you fall into. Oh gosh, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, anything else for this week? I don't think so. No, I'm going to try some more um, some new fuel things. Yeah. Um, on my run. Oh, I did see on your Instagram you tried out a new brand and you liked it. Yeah, so I've been hearing about these for years. Uh, it's called Martin, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's M-A-U-R-T-E-N. And the the reason I wanted to try them out is, one, I know a lot of the pros use it, and two, the Ironman events, which is what I'm doing in end of July, uh, they have them as like their what they give out at the race. And mm-hmm. so like every race that you do, they'll, they'll usually tell you ahead of time, like, okay, we're going to be handing out like one of the races I did, it was SIS, which is like science and sport is the brand. But I didn't, because I didn't use that brand, I didn't get to take them on my, you know, on on race day. Other races, it's been, we pass out Honey Stinger. And I'm like, great, I use Honey Stinger, so I can actually take those. Well, with Ironman last year, they they said, yeah, we we pass out Martins. Well, I, I didn't want to take the risk of trying it first on race day, right? So I, I passed on those. But 
this year I told myself I would give them a shot and just see how do I like them so I can actually take advantage of them on race day. And I actually loved them. The, the pro is that they almost taste like jello, like um, the c- consistency where when you, you know, like the gels that we talked about yeah. last week, it tastes kind of like hot syrup or hot fudge. Yeah. Um, these gels are kind of like you're taking a big bite of jello, like just a very pleasing, um, easy to swallow kind of uh, consistency. They're also not super, like they don't have a super strong taste, kind of almost tastes like just just a little bit of sugar. Um, and I like that because honestly, I just want to get it down and be done with it. Um, and not super messy. The downside is they're really expensive. So a box of 12 is like 50 bucks. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so for most people, it's not worth it. Um, I'm on the fence about it. So, But I really liked them. So I think I'm going to just keep training with them until my race. And then maybe I'll switch back to something else. But yeah. Well, so cool. for anyone that's out there looking for a new brand, that's that's one to try. Awesome. But yeah, no other questions. Um Hopefully <laughs> running three days, before, you know, uh, before Friday sounds like a lot, but it, I, it'll be great. I'll just get lots of sleep and eat lots of good food. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're water. make sure you are, um, you know, listening to your body. If, if the run that comes on Tuesday, if you're not feeling good, like if, if it feels like too much, even though it's only a two mile run, just, just let me know and we can talk through it and cover it on next week's podcast but you should be fine i mean three three miles then two miles and then you get a rest day or a cross training day however you're feeling um yeah you should be fine come thursday yeah so i think i will all right and again don't don't forget what i told you before which is if it's like way too hot outside and you want to do it on the treadmill that's fine maybe split it up maybe do like Mm -hmm. super early in the morning if your gym is 24 hours maybe you start at like four or five in the morning on the treadmill and do three miles and then you do the rest outside or something. So that way you're not, your sun's not beating down on you for seven miles straight. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. I'll think about that. Hopefully I'll get out. Um, I want to get out by five or five thirty at the latest. Um, yeah. So I, hopefully that'll beat the, the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Great. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Harrison. Okay. We'll talk to you. Have a great week. Thanks. You too. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K.